I got her. I got you her. Did. It's not that. It's not that hard. <laughs> Yang gang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, honey, are you ready for today's daily Bible podcast? I am ready. Yeah, you ready to learn mm. some shit? We got a lot of shit to go through. Today. Yes, please, honey. You just you just teach me all about the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'll be right here. Well, today we're uh, going to be teaching you guys about Daniel. And I don't know if you guys know about Daniel, but Daniel is a smooth fucking operator. Okay? <laughs> <clears throat> so if you guys don't remember, last time we were talking about Jerry, uh, he had Babadook write his prophecies down and... Um, a number a number of times he had to write them down and then both of them get canceled uh by the king jehol they had to go into hiding and everything it was a whole big it was an ordeal <clears throat> jerry and the bad uh, the the bad script jerry and the bad script like a harry potter novel oh scrolls scrolls bad mm-hmm. scrolls yeah <laughs> um now we're going to be getting into daniel Daniel is a captive taken from Judah to Babylon by Nebi, Nebuchadnezzar. Surprised you actually fixed the name to what it what? actually is. Well, I mean, these are just my own nicknames for him. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nebi. Uh, anyways, uh, Daniel was specially selected as a man whore for the king. What? Yep. They were, uh, they being Daniel and the other man whores were perfectly chiseled specimens who needed some special training as you know, <laughs> we all need, you know, if you become a man whore, I guess I wouldn't know anything about it. Just saying, <laughs> um, they got all the best food though. Um, but before they they started their whole man whore duties, um, they had their names changed. You know how they like to do that kind of shit. But one one big thing was was that Daniel was a vegan, and he annoyingly told everybody any time that he could <laughs> that he was a vegan. He even demanded special food. For his special fucking <laughs> vegan diet. Daniel was like, hey, listen, give me 10 days on my vegan diet and I will show you motherfuckers what a vegan diet can do for you. And so in 10 days after eating only vegan shit, he looked better than everyone uh, using his pure vegan raw energy to sap the very life out of all of the other people. What? Yep. That happened mm-hmm. in the Bible. Vegan, raw, pure vegan, raw energy. And he used it to sap all of the life, not all of the life, but some of the life out of the other people so that they would look horrible. And he would look like a chiseled Roman god. Okay. Another vegan ability, apparently, is the ability to interpret dreams and shit. Mostly about how shitty shitty other people are for not being a vegan. That's ma- that's mainly what the power is used for. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. At the end of this training, Nebi uh, recognized their awesome veganness and figured out that they were just fucking spectacular as shit. 
Nebby uh, had this really weird homoerotic dream, though, and all of the wizards in the temple, <laughs> not the temple, but in, in the castle or wherever in the fuck Nebby was, I can't, I can't even contain my laughter. All the, the, it says this, all the wizards couldn't, couldn't crack his homoerotic dream. So apparently, and when I was taking notes, I didn't even know it was legitimately homoerotic. I just went off of the past like dream shit that has happened in the Bible. I knew it was going to be homoerotic. I mean, I'm basically Miss Cleo right now. I mean, maybe you're a prophet. I could be a prophet. I mean, don't step on my toes. They should put a book by you in the Bible. I know. Well, I mean, there is the book of John, the gospel of John, and there's also uh, several books of John. Anyways, we'll, we'll, We'll just move past that. So, uh, Nebby, being furious about his dream, his homoerotic dream that he couldn't get out of his head, he decided to kill all the wise men, including Daniel, because that's reasonable. It was because they couldn't interpret his dick dream. Um, the commander, though, <laughs> I guess Nebby's commander, found Daniel, and but but Daniel was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I need to finish my lettuce first. <laughs> and then Daniel explained to all the other vegans there about how they were going to get fucked up unless they combined their vegan powers and interpreted the dream. Is this like some vegan fucked up Captain America shit where they all put... Ca <laughs> you mean Captain Planet? Yeah, that's what I meant. Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Our vegan powers combined... <laughs> We see Dick. <laughs> Daniel, using his pure vegan awesomeness, um, explains the homoerotic dream to Nebby. In this dream, there's this massive dildo. What? And this massive dildo represents different kingdoms. That's not what happened. And then this dick gets just destroyed. I'm not sure how, but apparently it just... Gets destroyed. I feel like because I'm kind of on the older side of hip, I have to ask you, this dick gets destroyed. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> you know, it could work both ways. Um, in, in this case, it gets demolished. That still that, works both ways. <laughs> I don't even know how words work anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm sure. I'm pre like words meaning the opposite of what they mean. It's pre me. Okay. You're a pre me? I mean, I was, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 the giant dick statue gets dusted. I don't think you can do a double innuendo with that. Double meaning. Um, anyways, the, the different kingdoms will arise from the dick's ashes, though. So it's just, instead of, like, one big dick, there's just going to be several little dicks that kind of come up everywhere. I don't think that's what... In different kingdoms. Not what the... <laughs> the king honored Daniel's raw vegan talent and let him uh, rule Babylon. That's what happens when you're a vegan. You can interpret shit and you get to rule a kingdom. This is the vegan episode, guys. It's not because it's shit's going to end here. We're not oh, well, yeah, that, 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 what, that, what, that's going to be the end of the uh, Bible study today. So. No, 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 no. Wait, what? No, we have so many things to fix.
I was right about everything. No. He's a vegan. The best that we know is he's a vegetarian. I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel I kind of feel like he takes a very moral stance about eating vegetables. I don't really think it has anything to do with vegetables. Oh well, we'll find out. Okay. What's up, heathens? How, How y'all, y'all doing? doing? Yeah, so apparently, as per usual, I got things wrong in our Bible study. Yeah, this yeah, this one was particularly out I mean, there. Why do we even have a pre-meeting if I just can't ever get this shit right? You know, I don't know. Maybe we should try not having a pre-meeting and just see what you can come up with all on your own. <laughs> Today in the Bible, Jesus is going to get down on that dick. John, this is the Old Testament. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Daniel's going to get down on that dick. It's not what happens either. <laughs> so, yes, today we do start Daniel. And just so you all know, Daniel is a captive from Judea, mm-hmm. right? From Judah. And he is in Babylon. He's held captive with some of his pals. And um, that's pretty much where we're going to start. We're going to explain who they are and why they're, why we're talking about them. Yep. Okay. You ready? These, I can't wait to talk about these pure, awesome, vegan soldiers of God. Okay. All right. Let's do that. <laughs> Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. I'm sorry. Already, this is starting off very ableist. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, pick the guys that don't have any fucking thing wrong with them. Yeah. uh, Fucking excuse me, okay? Just because you can't see my scars doesn't mean that I don't have, like, mental, emotional scars. I thought you were going to say just because you can't see my abs doesn't mean I don't (laughs) You know what? I mean that too. Just because you just because you can't see my abs, doesn't mean that I can't take a punch there or something. And that what abs are used for? For taking punches? No, sure. no, that's not what they're like. What? That's not their biological use. No. What, what What's the point in having a six six pack of abs? I mean, I don't know. To impress people that I I don't. I guess no. maybe to impress people who find that impressive. Maybe I just uh, I'm 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 just kind of curious as to as to what what is the actual function of like the the six pack abs? I mean I I guess it's to so I mean six pack abs specifically uh, nothing really I guess but core strength is useful for your entire body function like all your whole whole muscular system function. Mm-hmm. A stronger core makes your back stronger. Like you can like yeah, there's all kinds of functions for a stronger core six-pack abs specifically i don't know that there's a specific function for that 
I figured it was just padding. It's not padding. They're hard. Yeah, but I figured, I mean, you could probably take a punch better. (laughs) Perhaps, but it's not the purpose. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we can can continue. I didn't mean to really go off on six-pack abs of Daniel. Okay. Anyway... So before they can enter the king's service, right? They now they they're going to have to do all this training. They're given food off the king's table, so they're served, they're fed better than other people. Um, but before they can even go into training, of course, they have to get new names, right? So mm-hmm. among those who were chosen uh, were some from Judah: Daniel, Hananiah, uh, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names to Daniel. Uh, Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, uh, Abed- Abednego. Abednego. <laughs> For anybody that's wondering, I only know how to pronounce these names because <laughs> of Beastie Boys. If anybody knows what in the fuck I'm talking about, you're awesome. <laughs> All right. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine because who wants good food and wine, right? Nobody. You know, when I the Bi- when the Bible says defile myself, I just think about him shoving the food up his ass or something like that. I mean, that's not generally how one consumes food, but I have heard of people drinking alcohol that way, which seems really dangerous and unnecessary. Yeah, I believe that I learned it from the uh the um one of the Supreme Court justices, Kavanaugh. <laughs> boofing <laughs> gotta, bo- gotta boof that beer let's stop we can stop so he he doesn't want the royal food and wine and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way now god has caused the official to show favor and compassion to daniel right mm-hmm uh, but the official told daniel i am afraid of my lord the king who has assigned your food and drink why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would would then have my head because of you. So he's basically saying, if you're not nourished properly, I'm going to get in trouble because I'm responsible for you, right? Yeah, and Daniel looked at him like, listen, motherfucker, you don't know the benefits of eating pure vegan shit. <laughs> All right? Stop. I'm going to tell him what Daniel said. Okay. Okay. Daniel then said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. So basically Daniel's like, feed us what I'm telling you to feed us because I don't want to defile myself with the king's food. And then when it, the 10 days is over, if we look worse, then we'll eat the king's food. If we don't, then we're going to eat our food, which yeah. is vegetables only and water. Yep. Broccoli, yeah. lettuce, and grass. That's not what it says. Okay. At the end of 10 days, <laughs> they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and wine and they were to drink and uh, and gave themselves or and gave them vegetables instead. Drink water and vegetables. My my thought process here is that they're actually vampires. 
who eat vegetables and drink water. Yeah, vegetarian <laughs> vampires. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they'll drink water and eat the eat the uh, veggies, but really they suck on the life force of all the other people. Really? Yeah, all vegans do. Really? <laughs> okay. Anyway, so uh, to these four young men, and it this was kind of a reward uh, to the four to the four um, for not succumbing to the king's royal food and rich ways, and um, you know his just I don't know if the word is opulence the 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 grandiose way in which he lives. You know he right. they they're rewarded for being simple and just eating vegetables and water, right? For rejecting right. that kind of life mm-hmm. and living this way. So God gave them knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. Kind of love that raw vegan energy that you got. You know, this is what I, we're going to do the whole time. Yeah. Okay. At the end of his, t- at the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, which was three years of training, right? So we're at the end of that now. We skipped three years. We're done. Well, minus 10 days for the test, right? Okay. The chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. (laughs) All the wizards. They beat out all the wizards. They did. <laughs> because they only ate vegetables. I wish I could rewrite the Bible and like <laughs> replace it with like, where it's like, we all know what these mean. Wizards. I mean, you could. I think people have asked you to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then fucking Gandalf came in <laughs> <laughs> with his staff. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. Now this is this is and again we kind of jumping, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the end of that section. Um now they're in Nebuchadnezzar's service, okay? So this next part is a story about Nebuchadnezzar having a dream. And it starts off saying in the second year of his reign Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. But we know it's not the second year of his reign because during his reign he took captive uh, Daniel and the other three, mm-hmm. and they had three years of service under, or three years of training under Nebuchadnezzar before they went into his service. So we're at minimum three years in, minimum more than that because he they had three years of service after they'd already been there, right? And, and 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 taken. So, but the the thing is, is uh, Nebuchadnezzar, um ruled at ruled with his father for a certain time they like had a co-reign while his father was sick and old oh okay um and so this could be the second year of his soul reign we don't know right? right but he'd been reigning for a while anyway in the second year of his reign nebuchadnezzar had dreams his mind was troubled and he could not sleep So the king summoned the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers to tell him what he had dreamed. When they came in and stood before the king, he said to them, I have had a dream that troubles me and I want to know what it means. Then astrologers answered the king, 
May the king live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will interpret it. The king replied to the astrologers, This is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was and interpret it, I will have you cut into pieces and your houses turned into piles of rubble. But if you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and interpret it for me. So not only did he want the all these wizards, right, to interpret the dream for him, he wouldn't even... <laughs> It was easier to go through the four different kinds, <laughs> these magic people. Um, not only did he want them to explain what the dream meant, but he wouldn't tell them what the dream was for them to interpret it. What? No, what? he wouldn't tell them what it was. He wanted the magic people who were supposed to be able to know to tell him what dream he had. And what it meant. And if they couldn't, he would kill them all. Mm -hmm. and, uh, when, when you said, um, when you talked about him cutting something into pieces, I, for some reason, like I droned off a little bit in my head and just Papa Roach was playing. Oh, yeah. Cut my life into pieces. I mean, that's what he's going to do to them if they don't tell him what the dream was and the, why and what it meant. This is their last resort. It It pretty much is. Yeah. So once more, the magic people said, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will interpret it. They're saying, hey, if you just tell us what the fuck it is, we'll tell you what it means. Now they're just going to make it up, obviously, right? But the king answered, I am certain that you are trying to gain time because you realize that this is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me the dream, there is only one penalty for you. You have conspired to tell me misleading and wicked things, hoping the situation will change. So then tell me the dream and I will know you can interpret it for me. Basically, if you can read my mind, I'll know you're magical. If you can't, I'll know you're not. Well, I mean, to be fair, these are wizards. They should be able to cast some kind of sorcery and be like, I know what it is. It's a dick dream. I got it. It's not. It's not a dick dream. Okay, we'll get there. The astrologers answered the king. There is no one on earth who can do what the king asks. No king, however great and mighty, has ever asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or astrologer. What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among humans. This made the king so angry and furious that he ordered the execution of all the wise men of Babylon. Just fuck it. Kill them all. Yeah. I can't stand to look at their Gandalf-looking faces. Yeah. So the decree was issued to put the wise men to death and the and men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends to put them to death. Now I have to stop for a second and we have to talk about something which I I didn't stop when I should have um before uh we find out that the wise men can't reveal the dream, right? Yeah. The actual text of Daniel of the the text that we have, the oldest ones that we have. The Hebrew Bible, right, is mostly written in Hebrew, right? But from chapters, the after the first section of chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 3, it switches from being written in Hebrew to being written in Aramaic. Oh. And it's written in Aramaic through chapter 7. What? And then it goes back to Hebrew. Well, so I kind of was curious as to why this was, because, you know, I've read the Bible before, but this is something I didn't know because I've obviously never read, read, read it in Hebrew, 
you know, I've never read it in its any any of its original languages because right. um, I don't speak or read any of them. So <sighs> the reason is because this section apparently was written by an anonymous author long after uh, the time that Daniel was written mm-hmm. and added as a as a prophecy, right? He was given a prophecy. And so this this section of text was written by an anonymous author later and added, but in order because the Jews kind of venerated Daniel, he was a really important person in their in their he in their Hebrew Bible. Mm-hmm. And so this was well he he was not in their Hebrew Bible. He was an important person in um at this time and later too. Daniel was an important figure. Well, yeah, it was also common in ancient works mm-hmm. for people to compose works in the name of other people. Well, yeah, and it was attributed to Daniel so that people would take it seriously and listen right. to it, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that I, this isn't actually in the Hebrew Bible. Daniel's not in the Hebrew Bible because they don't believe it to be legitimate. Oh, they called bullshit on it, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, I'd call bullshit on it too, but you know, that's just me. And a lot of Protestants, so supposedly this portion of Daniel was written um, during the time of the Maccabees. Okay. Um, So Protestant Christians also tend to not take this part as... um, Gospel truth? Legitimate. (laughs) Well, certainly not gospel, but they don't take this as legitimate either. Um, in, in the, the the Protestants take it that way. I guess I guess then the Catholics do. Um, I I don't know. I ha- so I haven't done tons of research into this specifically, but the Catholics ex- that Maccabees is in the Catholic Bible. Oh, okay. And it's not in King James. Oh. So if this was written during the time of Maccabees, it wouldn't surprise me that the Protestants would not accept it, but the Catholics would. So I haven't done tons of research into this except to figure out why in the hell it was written in a different language. Right. When it's right there in the middle, why is it written in Aramaic? Also, I mean, it's a pretty dead giveaway that they switched from Hebrew to Aramaic, considering that, like, I want to say the entirety of the Jewish Bible is written in uh, Hebrew. So, so. In the Hebrew Bible, there are a few instances where Aramaic is is in the Hebrew Bible. Um, There are, well, there are five stories about Daniel and his colleagues, right? And that's the chapter two through chapter um, seven, right? Is that right? Yeah, chapter Mm -hmm. two, four to chapter to seven twenty eight, and. It all includes, and we're going to get to the more more of the Daniel stuff. But he's the prophecy is the various prophecies are very in depth, right? Right. Um, and then there's some in Ezra, but they're quoting other documents. So this is the only section that's in Aramaic, really this this big of a section, and it, it's just out of place, right? Right. Right. So now that we have. That I'm so sorry. I totally, um, I totally forgot to stop there at that point in time to tell you that we were moving into the part that's that's not 
written by Daniel, but attributed to Daniel. Right. So these stories that we're going to read in Daniel from now until I until the end of ch- chapter seven, verse twenty-eight, right, is not Daniel. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, okay, so where we are in the story, let's get back to that. So sorry about that. Um, we're with the commander. Um, uh, Arioch is sent to find Daniel and his friends, right? Because the um, King Nebuchadnezzar had just um, decreed that all of the uh, magic folk in Babylonia or Babylon be put to death, right? Cut into pieces right. and their houses destroyed. Cut into pieces. Yep. That is their last resort. So when Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon, Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact. He asked the king's officer, why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Arioch then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went, into the ki- went to the king and asked for time so that he might interpret the dream for him. Then he returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven and said, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells within him. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what was asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. Then Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to execute the wise men of Babylon, and said to him, Do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king, and I will interpret this dream for him. So Arioch took Daniel to the king. At once and said, I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who can tell the king what his dream means. The king asked Daniel, also, as, as we know, is called Belteshazzar. Belteshazzar? I don't know. Just call him Tisha. <laughs> I mean, Shazar is kind of cool. Shazar. Belteshazzar. Could call him Shazam. I'm not going to do that. He is a wizard. He's Daniel's, a wizard. Okay. He's I'm a just, wizard. Daniel's a wizard. I'm just going to call him Daniel, if you, that's all right. <laughs> you're a wizard, Daniel. <laughs> Damn. Are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it? That's what the king asked Daniel. Daniel replied, no wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Your dream and the visions that passed through your mind as you were lying in bed are these. As your majesty was lying there, your mind turned to things to come, and the revealer of mysteries showed you what is going to happen. As for me, this mystery has been revealed to me, not because I have greater wisdom than anyone else alive, but so that your majesty may know the interpretation and that you may understand what went through your mind. Your majesty looked, and there before you stood a large statue. An enormous, dazzling statue, awesome in appearance. The head of the statue was made of pure gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of baked clay. 
While you were watching, a rock was cut out, but not by human hands. It struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and smashed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were all broken to pieces and became like chaff on a threshing floor in the summer. The wind swept them away without leaving a trace. But the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. This was the dream, and now we will interpret it to the king. Your majesty, you are the king of kings. The God of heaven has given you dominion and power and might and glory. In your hands he has placed all mankind and the beasts of the field and the birds of the sky. Wherever they live, he has made you a ruler over them all. You are that head of gold. After you, another kingdom will arise, inferior to yours. Next a third kingdom, one of bronze, will rule over the whole earth. Finally, there will be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, for iron breaks and smashes everything. And as iron breaks things to pieces, so it will crush and break all the others, just as you saw that the feet and toes were partly baked of clay and partly of iron. So this will be a divided kingdom, yet it will have some of the strength of iron in it, even as you saw iron mixed with clay. As the toes were partly iron and partly clay, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. And just as you saw the iron mixed with baked clay, so the people will be a mixture and will not remain united any more than iron mixes with clay. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all the kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it will itself endure forever. This is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out of the mountain, but not by human hands. A rock that broke the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold to pieces. The, God, the great God has shown the king what will take place in the future. The dream is true, and its interpretation is trustworthy. If y'all didn't get that, the rock is Jesus. Is Jesus. <laughs> and he's going to fucking destroy it all. And raise up a new kingdom of God. That will never be destroyed. That will never be destroyed. Mm -hmm. The only way that can be true is if it's like a celestial like kingdom. Because like everything on earth seems to be very temporary. Whereas in the celestial realm, it's not. Well, I mean, that's he resurrects back into heaven. Well, right. Yeah. So this is, this is also the first kind of illusion in Daniel that we get to resurrection. Right. From the from the crushed pieces, right? Mm -hmm. From everything that is crushed, he will arise. Right. And, you know, as far as like with my mythicist cap on right now, the fact that Daniel says that this rock is, is not cut by man, but cut by God mm -hmm. kind of seems to give the illusion of. Well, it doesn't say it's cut by God. It oh. just says it's not cut by human hands. Right. Okay. So, so there's. That's what you would assume, right? It's not cut by human hands. Okay. It's well, not human. Right. In 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 making. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mythicism. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> okay. So the King Nebuchadnezzar Nebi. is obviously super impressed, right? Oh, I would be impressed with this wizard too. And he fell prostrate before Daniel and paid him honor and ordered that an offering and incense be presented to him. The king said to Daniel, Surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, 
for you were able to reveal this mystery. Then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of all of its wise men. Moreover, at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Abednego. I don't know why I can't say that. Abednego. Uh, administrators over the province of Babylon while Daniel himself remained at the royal court. So that's the end of what we're going to do in Daniel today. Keep in mind, while Nebuchadnezzar is super, super impressed, and not by just by Daniel, but by Daniel's God, right? That Mm -hmm. he's a revealer of mysteries and all this stuff. He's not a full believer in though it kind of seems like he is you know he's the god of gods he's he still acknowledges other gods and whatever he's not the monotheistic type of believer right well no that's because monotheism actually developed after well that's fair uh and so the technical term for this is called henotheism um basically it's where you acknowledge that these other celestial figures exist these other divine figures exist but you only worship one of them as the supreme god among gods which is not necessarily where nebuchadnezzar is at this point but he does he is extremely impressed by um this one particular god God yeah amongst the pantheon of gods that were believed well because he's the only one that was able to reveal the mystery right oh yeah obviously well damn and mainly because the mystery was given to him by god supposedly right that's where the dream came from Mm-hmm. So, um, Daniel's given this position of power, um, along with his pals, right? Mm-hmm. But they didn't actually do anything um, to help fix the issue of uh, people from Judah being exported to Babylonia for um, captivity. Mm-hmm. They didn't actually do anything about that. Uh, because there there are actual historical records from after this time reflecting more deportations. So even though he was in a position of power, he didn't really do anything to help his country. No, uh, I can't wait to find out like how he ends up getting thrown into the lion's den. We're gonna we're gonna get there, but oh, I know. Not next week. Mm-hmm. Next week we're gonna have a little bit of we're gonna go back to. Uh, Jehoiakim, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about um, a rebellion, and that's going to be in Kings, uh, two Kings, and then we're going to go back to Jeremiah, um, and we're going to talk about a judgment against Moab. Mm-hmm. A very, very long judgment against Moab. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're going to have a judgment against Ammon. Another area against Edom, against Damascus, mm-hmm. against Kadar and Hazor. Um, and then Jeremiah is going to have a prophecy about Jehoiakim's death. Fuck Jehoiakim. Jehoiakim. And I'm not going to spoil the end of next week's. Oh. But that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna get into uh next week. The prophecy against like the judgment against um Moab is is great. 
Is that still in Jerry? That's in Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next week, we're going back to Jerry, guys. Yeah, we are. And, and we're we'll, going to find out what happens with Jehoiakim. Yeah. Jehoiakim's going to get fucked. I mean, let's just be honest about it. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, heathens, I hope that you guys will leave us a comment down below. Let us know what you think about today's uh, B- Bible podcast. Uh, what do you think about the wizards and Nebby's court? Do you <laughs> think they should have all been killed anyways or what? Um, but let us know down below in the comments. And uh, while you're down there, make sure you smash that like button and subscribe if you like Bible studies like this. I don't know why you like it. but Because it's awesome? Yeah, it, yeah, it is. <laughs> And in the meantime, don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.